Welcome to the Don't Die podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That's hey, what we want. We want stop people to stop dying. dying. We want only old people to die, not young people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's really what you're yeah. saying. Like it's it's doubly sad if young people die. It really is. Um, and the we, I always hear that intro, and I always think of Evan and Jared. So I, and I often don't give them enough credit. Like they're my partners in Aloe. They're the greatest. They keep me from making the stupidest mistakes in the world, which you know by sharing a podcast with me, Chuck. You can imagine, <laughs> you can imagine some ideas I can come up with for job. our old rehab world. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so kind. They don't say, you're crazy, Bob. No. They like, oh, That's well, the let's, amazing they say, <laughs> Evan will say, well, well, let's talk about it. Oh, let's let's awesome. think about it. Like, you know, can you imagine the things I can walk into a conference with? Oh, can't they're, imagine. They're, they're modern day hippies. <laughs> they're just open-minded to everything. <laughs> But, uh, you know, luckily they saved me from my worst ideas. And one was that I wanted to move the entire aloe to Silver Lake. And, and that would have been a catastrophe. And, but a lot of times my crazy ideas are sometimes smart. The Silver Lake one wasn't. <laughs> the Silver Lake one wasn't a smart idea. Well, that's the thing about genius. Sometimes it's brilliant and sometimes it misses its mark, right? Because in Silver Lake we have like two beautiful houses. One's right up the street from Millie's. Right, it's in the center of the hippest part of one of the hippest cities in the world, and these kids that come from Seattle and wherever the fuck they come from, they don't like it there. Really? You know, and and I think it's because they don't even know how to how to fit in or get a job or whatever. I don't whatever. think they know how cool it is. No, but I think they're put off by it. Yeah, they they're definitely you know, it's, but, but there's definitely a, an uptightness about Silver Lake for sure. But I thought there's so many jobs, there's so many restaurants, there's so many places, good, like dress shops. Oh, you and... mean to go to work? <laughs> Wait yes. a second. You this can is walk the problem. From both houses, the boys' house is over more by Santa Monica and Virgil, but the girls' house is right up the street from Millie's. You can walk to Sunset Boulevard. You can walk to Vermont. Yeah. You can walk to Hillhurst. There's a million jobs there. So what do they say they don't like? They don't like to work in well, There's something, you know, there, you know, there's, well, part of it is, is if you're not from LA or you haven't spent a lot of time there, there is a feeling to it, man. It has a very... It's not friendly. It's, it's not a friendly part of town. And, and it can be really clicky. It took me a long time to fall into it. And every once in a while, I'll go back and I, I feel, I, I like it. My, you know, my wife's not so much of a fan just because... I don't know. Everything's faster paced. It has a very city. I mean, it's a very metropolitan area, you know. But once you fall into it, it's hard to leave it. Yeah. And so, so, so the, do I, they feel like they're being cheated? And they, they, they're they're not at the no, Malibu of, one. Or yeah. Something? No, it's in it's a, it's in usually month two and month three. And so, but but I think that people like to stay in Malibu. Well, that's when things get real, right? Yeah, you got to get a job. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like definitely. Like okay. You know, Dr. Drew says I push too fast. Okay, so you stay inpatient treatment for 60 days. Okay, from day 61, you need to start looking for a job. That's how the world works. I don't care about your childhood trauma. No, I don't give yeah. a fuck about your poo-butt problems. You need to learn how to feed yourself. But they, that's not how treatment no, works. No, but it's not how treatment works. You know, but it should. And I know, I know we move that way all the time. It's like when you go from... 
six hours a day of programming to three hours a day, which is way before 60 days to get to IOP. Oh, yeah. Once you get to IOP and you have a half a day, if you're not looking for work, if you're not, if you haven't built a resume, we'll help you learn how to build. I one. know, we'll but, fix, the, but do they get, get jobs? Do get they get out there? Do they get jobs? I think you've you got to send buddies out with them. That, that's my newest thing. I of think course. I think somebody who's cool needs to go out and help support him. That's part of what Xander was doing, but now Xander's being a sober companion somewhere in France mm. or something. But um, but that the idea, like I remember. Like, I just got my sober job, that job at Millie's, because I went there to eat. But I was with Keith Morris, and then Patty, who owned it, asked me to work there for a week because I had, I, I had a long history with Millie's. That's another thing that's not in the documentary. But, but there's a lot of stuff that's in my life that's not in the documentary. So there's part of the movie where, where I have this history. With, it wasn't just like I went to Millie's to eat and... I didn't know Patty Peck and, and I hadn't had a decades long history with Millie's from before that I had, I had actually worked there before. Um, I had actually, Mike knows this. I had been married to the owner of Millie's. Sosie Hublitz. Right. You were married to Sosie? Yes. Even Mike. I didn't know that. <laughs> Those are my favorite things. Mike knows this. You're what? kidding me. Mike. <laughs> Me and Sosie got married. You didn't know that? I had no idea. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, I stayed at her house for a little while. And it was, and it was great. So she was the <laughs> owner of Millie's before Patty. I knew woman, that. Right? Well, people at home don't know that. But <laughs> Sosie's so awesome. She is. She's still doing it. She's got a restaurant in Brooklyn now. Yeah, Maddie's. So, uh, so, what's it called? Maddie Meggs or something? Yeah, some name like that. Yeah. We should kn- no, no, it's two people's names. Okay. Anyways, very cool restaurant in Williamsburg. But but so I had this history. Plus, before Sosie and I got married, I knew Paul Greenstein, who's the original person who bought it from Millie. And I used to eat there when Millie was behind the counter. She weighed wow. like a hundred pounds soaking wet. Skinny, miserable, angry woman. <laughs> Right, <laughs> sounds like you'd love her. She, she looked like an eighty-year-old version. Of, uh, uh, like, I, I hope Paul Greenstein doesn't hear this, like, because he loves Millie. But, but she looked like an eighty-year-old version of Flo on on the remember the show. Oh, what was uh, that Mel's show? Diner. Ma- yeah, what, that's not what it was called. What was it, was it called? Alice. Alice. Yeah, right. she looked like well, if kiss Flo, my grits. Yeah, kiss my grits, woman. She looked like that woman, only eighty years old. Okay, right? so she had character. So I had washed dishes at Millie's before. I had bust at Millie's. I had done the food orders at Millie's. I had a long history with Millie's. So it wasn't like I just went to Millie's and then they said, hey, can you be the dishwasher? Hey, you were in a band. You can work here. That's what it seems like That's when they show seems- Iris and everybody else. It's like, you were in a band. You can work here. You can wash our dishes. But, but it, and the, the other thing that's even more complicated, how humbling is it if you're married to the woman who owns it? So basically by virtue of marriage, you own it to now I'm the dishwasher. In it. No, that's not that's nepotism. Not that's like reverse nepotism. You should have gone in and been a manager. That's doubly humiliating. That's not just humbling. That's humiliating. Yeah. But I did it. Basically, because I was so high, I didn't even realize that Sosie owned it. I think that's a huge disconnect. I think you just hit on something. I, I, do, I did have like a non-literal understanding of the world and my life. Well, but also the, the idea of walking through shame. We, we don't... I, 
I never, you know, you walk through shame, I walk through shame. You just do what you need to do. There was no big worries. The shame was, the, like, I never, not until years later did I realize, oh, my God, that's why Patty thought, like, because the story just doesn't make sense. And I was, I was like eight days sober, right? And she asked me to wash dishes. It's because she knew I had, knew how to wash the dishes at Millie's. <laughs> You know what I mean? I knew how to. I knew you were the, good with the. Faucet. I knew the faucet. <laughs> I knew the fucking deal, but um, but I hadn't done it in like ten years or whatever. But but so so there's just all these things that are not in the movie. But still, if you Keith, know what was funny about you washing dishes at Millie's was funny. You, uh, yeah. Mike, <laughs> who's never washed a dish in his life. No, <laughs> Mike, that's wrong. No, I, my very first job when I was ten years old was a dishwasher. I think that's a fantasy you made up in your bedroom. No, 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 no. That's true. It's true. It was at Mary's Cafe. But I'm just saying. Mike, what was funny about you at Millie's was there's no hiding washing dishes. No, you were right there. Yeah, you're right there, and people like, can people can see you while you're washing you. the dishes. It's not like you're in the back room. So I, I'll tell some funny things that happened there. So Fashani gets sober, right? About he's like eight months. He was like eight months behind me, right? So I was eight months sober when he got sober, or when he, yeah, pretty much. And then he got his life together pretty quick, like six months probably. And he had an apartment, and he was healthy and whatever. And he used to come there and eat all the time, and hang out and talk with me and Keith, and just be there all the time. And he was sitting at this one table, Mike. That you can see into the prep cook room, right? That yeah. one table that's a two-seater. And I guess it really emotionally affected him seeing me work so hard. <laughs> and John's a very sensitive person. And he walks up to me and he goes, Bob, it makes me really sad to see you working so hard. Because <laughs> when you're back there, it's kind of war. Like you're cussing at the tubs and... You know, because the okay. big big mashed potato tubs are like three feet tall. You know, you see the guys at no, IHOP in the no, back. No, I get, I get it. I worked at a bakery, yeah, so yeah. I cleaned up after oh, the bakery. And the, you've got that the, shit, and then, you know, chicken fried, oh, and the dishes, and whatever. And so it's really, and I would cuss a lot. We were allowed to cuss there. It's a great part of, like, fuck it, and you were allowed to throw things if you're frustrated. <laughs> and, but, but John's like... Makes me really, really sad to see you working so hard. <laughs> and he goes, "How much do you make?" He's so sweet. And I go, "John, that's not appropriate." He's like a little brother. He has to say, "Like that's not appropriate to ask, John." And he goes, "Well, whatever you make, I, like I'll pay you more to not work here." <laughs> oh. <laughs> How sweet is that? What a nice guy. So, and then Gwen Stefani, the great, the it's a legendary story where she came back here to use the bathroom. <laughs> And she walked past, and I'm washing the dishes. And I got my hair up in a hairnet, and I'm fucking washing the dishes. And she goes in the bathroom to pee, obviously, and she comes back out. And I can sense her just standing there. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> and she goes, Bob? And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and I turned, you know, I'm covered in shit. She's just standing there being Gwen Stefani. Just, be, just basking in her Stefaniness. <laughs> She's so Stefan, Stefanalicious, <laughs> right? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, are you okay? <laughs> Never better, sweetie. Never better. This is what I've always wanted no, to do. But, but she's someone who, you know, I, there's not a lot of addicts in her life from what I understand. I think she had some family member, but but nobody in no doubt's a drug addict. It's, it's a like pretty healthy world she comes from, right? It seems to be, it yeah. Seems to it be. appears to be. Good, and good for her and it's solid. And, and anyway, so... 
to her, I know that what she was thinking in her mind, it must have been like, if Bob Forrest is washing dishes, he must be on drugs and in really bad shape, right? That's when she was being nice about it. Like, are you okay? Mm. Like, should I call somebody? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Should I? No. Should, it felt like she was saying, should I call Flea? <laughs> should I? Should, should somebody come and help you? Are you being you? held against your will and forced <laughs> to wash dishes? Are you doing this for crack? What are you doing this for? But her world wouldn't know like what you and I and Mike know. Like that's what you do when you get sober. You work yeah. in a restaurant. You're on your way back up. Yeah, you're on that way back up. And so, so anyways, the the idea I had, ideal, like not necessarily the clients work at Millie's, but that they live half a block away and they can work maybe at the tattoo parlor next door or the the sangria place or that or the thirty one flavors. There's just so many places to work around there. And, and I realized that, you know, my ideas are not right. And Evan and Jared are always the ones that say, okay, well, why don't we just open an outpatient there and see how it goes? Well, it's never gone very well. Luckily, huh. I wasn't allowed to move the entire operation to Silver Lake or we wouldn't have this podcast and there would be no aloe. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's because of Evan and Jared. There you go. The, the idea, well, we've tried to get... We've no, but we've tried to get people to volunteer and like they'll volunteer, you know, here's volunteerism. So we had this thing with P Patty Schimmel, the whole drummer has this great nonprofit with animals, right? Did okay. you know this? No. The drummer from Hole. So we had all our clients going and working at washing dogs and caring for abandoned abused dogs, right? Good stuff, yeah. And they and the van would go there and whatever and so then eventually you're thinking well they're going to catch on to that and they're going to like that and then that'll be their they'll be they'll stay involved in that no as soon as the van stopped going or as soon as they dropped to a level of care they never went back there ever <laughs> it's a very weird thing the modern drug addict the modern <laughs> the modern drug addict is a very strange creature Be better than that <laughs> better than that we take them we take them out on a boat Right? Yeah. Go chasing whales. You bring them back, right? Yeah, well, most most of, them. of them. Yeah, but but the idea they they kick and fight. But I just went on the boat last week. We don't want to go look at whales. Are you kidding? So it's not a matter of it. It's just this. There's a, there's a disconnect between doing things. That you're telling me you'd rather sit in the center and sit in a group with me than you would be out here on the ocean. And yeah, or and, and, or yeah, it doesn't. It's comfortable to be in a in a safe little place and not be out doing things when you're trying to give them new experiences. Man, when you go to wash dogs, when you go to a shelter place like that, because we've got a a place close to us where we can send people, the people that go. I think I want to be a dog groomer. I want to do this. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you go dog over. Grooming, dog grooming. You go grooming. over to the place on Newland and you, you start taking care of animals. People spend more money on their dogs than they do on their children in this country. I think if I was going to cut hair, I'd cut. I cut think hair that has these. something to do with just like you know the whole phone, the internet, the social media and stuff. They'd rather just sit on their phone and do social media. But they're living than in a fantasy. Move. But that's a fantasy. That's not reality. That I, I, when does. I'm when do they start to realize that just because 39 people like their picture, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't translate into anything. I've been, I've been doing social media uh, uh, testing, right? So, so here's what's interesting. Six months ago, when it wasn't such a political climate, people loved nice things of Elvis and Sid or family stuff or sweet stuff. You know, because I have six months ago, it was it was pretty rough. Six, six months ago, people liked nice things. 
Now, the last month, no, they like hateful oh, things. Because of the elections, they like huh? hateful things. So, and I and I do this by the things that I post. I posted this really cool thing last night. Sid got this hat that sings "Merry Christmas" and everything, right? And I have this thing because I, whatever I, I don't know why I have this, but I don't know why it won't click on it now. Okay, here. Uh, this has been up for 24 hours. Only 636 people have looked at it, right? How now you- watch. What, because I because it's an aloe thing. Oh, okay. We're trying to, to, to follow things. So now watch when I when I put up something hateful, which is about drunk people, right? Drunk people are disgusting, basically. Two thousand one hundred and seven <laughs> people love to hate. I'm I'm telling you. So that's a hateful text. Here's an here's another hateful thing about the new drug that was released, right? Did you see this? The new drug that's a thousand times better than morphine. Um, they say more powerful. I say better. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you, you qualified that. It's more better. 1,514. All of these were put out at the same time. Something mm. that's hateful is very popular right now. Hate translates in social media right now. Absolutely. Six months ago, nice pictures of Sydney singing Merry Christmas translated uh-huh. and would get high ratings it's so crazy how hateful this country is this beautiful picture from us trick-or-treating on halloween so that's halloween day that's seven days ago let's just see 1943 i think that's because it's chrissy's because it looks so cute in that picture (laughs) right i I like your. so still the hate of the of the um drunk people is way more popular I'm, That's crazy, I'm glad right? That you've been doing some. I'm glad you just explained that because it was like looking at there was some, there was a, there was some really there was some nasty politics stuff, and I remember you saying I'm getting off of Facebook and I'm going to Instagram because it's not as nasty there, right? And then it's like all of a sudden I saw you posting some nasty stuff and even like I my was, wife I was wanted- my wife was like. What's up with Bob? I'm Why trying to take the this? temperature. It's, it I, was a plan. It was a test. Ah, because she was like, maybe you could talk to him. And I go, no, I'm not no, going to no, talk no, to Bob no, about I'm that. Sorry. I'll, it's, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, no. It's it's just been it's just been because because the because what I'm trying to do is I want to gather have people have a dialogue have a community follow me. You know, it's part of the whole deal. It's funny. Well, that right? worked because it, it did affect her in a way where she was just like, you know, there's all these great pictures of the beach and the this and the that, and then there's this nastiness. Why is he doing that? I thought he was past that. But and no, go, but but think about it. Six months ago, when I posted, look at this cool thing of Sid and her, and her cousin Zaya and Elvis dancing yesterday, right? It, when I would post something that cute and that wonderful, it would get 3,000 views, right, okay. six months ago. Right now, I, I bet it won't even reach six or 700 because people are into hate right now. They're right. into division. And I did a little social media test, and I think that the evidence bears true. You're talking about other than a, you know, a very attractive picture of my wife. <laughs> other than Chrissy putting her best foot forward. And you're not drumming up a lot of interest unless it's a venom film. Yeah, but but it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like the venom just double, triple numbers. Yeah, there's something synergistic about about hate. And it's, it's sad because uh, love doesn't have that same sort of power, it seems. It does in times when hate isn't being spread. That's what I'm saying. Hate is purposely being spread now. Right. Trump is definitely purposely spreading hate. 
and Democrats fall right into it every time. It's just like watching Pavlov's dog over and over again. Why don't you just stop talking about him and paying attention to him? I, I felt like what? that since like <laughs> July of 2016. And I just got so quick over it. It was the same way today coming here. I'm stuck in traffic and I, I call my wife and I go, I, I go, I just send these guys a text. I go, I'm only at, you tell her where I am. She goes, she goes, well, let me look it up. And she goes, what oh my it? God, it's all red. What it, happened? It's just I don't know. I think it's a time change thing. So people are like, because like, usually the traffic gets better when it's darker earlier. Because most of the people that work with daylight hours go oh, home. They earlier. haven't caught. They haven't caught they on, haven't caught it on yet. yet. So it's why just, don't you go the way I go, dude? I drive that same drive. I'm driving back there as soon as we're done with this podcast. I never go the 57. Chrissy goes the 57. I'm like, what? You guys are brainwashed to go the 57, right? You can go the 605 and come back to Huntington way better. Go the 210 to the 605 to the, to the, to the 405. Way faster than going that route. You I'll, go. I'll look at it. I, I will. You know what I mean? Because it just seems just impossibly stupid that you're going to go eight miles in the other direction and then up and then over. Right? Yeah, it was, it, you know, sometimes it's on the way home, it's fantastic. But on the way home, it's it's forty minutes and it's fantastic. It's only thirty three miles, man. It takes it goes like that all the way to my front door, and, and it's, it's Mike beautiful. said it was fifty miles. It's it's like thirty six miles. It's thirty something. Yeah, it's like thirty something miles from from my front door. I mean, we have yeah, this yeah. technology now, you know, so it makes it real easy. But I I go. She goes. It's it's. She goes, people, it's red. I just want to point out to our buddies in Milwaukee who I love, you know, Patrick, Kevin, and Ryan. Do you understand that Chuck lives 33 miles from my house and it took him an hour and 40 minutes to get 50, here? Hour and 50, hour and 50 <laughs> minutes. Does it take you guys, it doesn't even take you guys an hour and 50 minutes to drive to Chicago. I should be able to get 150 <laughs> miles. I, I can get 200 miles. <laughs> in three like, but, but so, so anyways, I just, I just did this experiment on social media, but I wanted to talk about something that I met some kids and I forget where it was now. I forget where I was. It was this weekend. I was somewhere. Um, it's a daytime thing where you just walk to, it's the picture, the, the, the nice picture of Chrissy that's in downtown Claremont from two till four. All the businesses have candy and all the right. kids walk around okay. downtown Claremont. Downtown Claremont, for those of you that don't know, it's like, it's like they took Mayberry RFD and made it a town in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's they, just the craziest. What are we fucking, gonna build? Where's let's, where's, let's check out the Andy Griffith show because it looked really cool. Literally, have you been down there with yeah, Rhino I, Records? That pizza parlor building on the corner where it's a pizza parlor. It used to be the old bank. It's a it's a yoga studio upstairs. The pizza parlor downstairs. It literally looks like the building in Mayberry. Nice. And so nice. and so it and the reason why it's that way is because it's a big college town and and the city is just it, there's no advertising. Cool there's not one feel, advertisement yeah. in this downtown of Claremont. Nice. No signs are allowed. You can't put a Taco Bell sign up. You can't put and so corporations won't put those things into a community that won't allow them to advertise because branding is everything. So there's no fast food in Claremont. There's no, there's Jamba Juice, but they're not, they don't have a sign. Um, there's one Starbucks. It doesn't have a sign, right? 
And it's just all old, quaint kind of building. So they do this thing. So I'm walking around with the kids, and then, and then I get, to, to, I had to go to the bank, and then I'm, and I'm walking, and I kind of trying to find them um, where they are, and there's like thousands of people, right? And I, meet, I see these kids, and they're just openly smoking weed, sitting in downtown Claremont on on these on these stones benches, and I just said. Hey guys, what do you do? Doesn't make you nervous? Like they're like 18, 17 years old. They're smoking weed right out in the middle of the Halloween party. Right? right. And they're like, no, it's legal. And I go, yeah, but <laughs> so, and I so I, I wanted to engage with them. Of. I said, it's it's legal, but is it but is it right to do with all these little two and four year olds running around? And they go, Yeah, I think it is. Why? You don't? And I said, ah, you know, I, I you know. Initially, I thought we're little assholes smoking weed around little kids, but I I just want to know more. Like, do you feel entitled to this? Why couldn't you go over where there aren't little kids? And they were like, "That's a good idea." <laughs> I've never seen anybody uh, do that. That's I've never a good seen idea. anybody do that. Because hmm. <clears throat> I just pointed because it's basically you know it's like. 10 square blocks and that if you go two blocks away from it the kids aren't around there so i pointed over towards the jamba juice like over right well because that's well god but dang. but but so then i was talking and they, they started laughing and i said i'm not trying to be an old dick or whatever and you know smoke it if you want or whatever but and then they just kept smoking it and i was like how much have you smoked how much are you smoking <laughs> they were just smoking pot like like, you know, it's pretty st strong pot, right? You would think they'd just take two little hits and, like, move along or whatever. No, they're fucking, they're really smoking pot. Like, Willie Nelson. Well, well, I think there's a lot more people doing it like that. I know, like, when we used to go to Disney. Don't they just get wasted? And, like, I don't know how they don't, because we would go and we'd put, and when I was in, like, eighth grade graduation, we went to Disneyland, and we'd put um, just a little bit of weed in the end of a cigarette and take a couple hits of the cigarette yeah. and then and then it would turn into tobacco again uh, but that way you can't get busted man wow really and <laughs> i mean you, it, you, it almost, you almost convinced convinced me of that it was it was it was uh, it, it was smart and I mean, but that was eighth grade graduation we'd take a couple hits and that was enough maybe it's because we weren't but you were trying advanced. to hide it we were trying to hide it and we didn't want to get caught and you know but it's a new thing that the the so then i was just like are you guys just waste just in the time i talked to them for like two minutes they're like kept smoking pot i was like i you know i was expecting them to put it away or whatever yeah, like they're just like wasted i don't know we need to talk to somebody who's but then they were laughing the and they smoker. were i liked the fact that they were open like yeah that's a good idea instead of like fuck you so then i started thinking maybe they're not drug addicts because drug addicts would say fuck you maybe they're just kids like smoking weed watching little kids walk around halloween maybe it's funny <laughs> maybe they wanted to watch the little kids oh definitely they were sitting at a place where a million kids were going by but, but but with no no idea of how it affects everybody around them. I don't, but I wasn't judging them for smoking weed. I was judging them for smoking weed around kids, right? right? And so this, I got this question yesterday on the Dr. Drew podcast. Uh, do you think people who had a third drunk driving should go to prison? And I said, yeah. And they're like, you know, and they didn't expect that because I'm some addict advocate or something. Like, I... The, the, the thing is not drinking. I'm not against drinking. There's a rule. Like, right. don't fucking drive. And when you break it three times, 
You should suffer you a get, consequence. If you get caught three times, you've done it 3,000 times, <laughs> or you're just really bad at it. And I don't need you to run but, me over or run my kid over or run somebody over. But you got the sense that they thought I was a dick for thinking somebody should go to prison for their third DUI. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I said, I don't think they should go to prison for possessing heroin. I don't think they should go to prison for being drunk. I don't think they should go to prison for being stoned or whatever. I don't. I have nothing against what people do. I'm kind of a libertarian in that way. But I do care that we all agree. Addicts, sober addicts, loaded addicts, non-addicts, people in between. We all agree, like, don't drive, asshole. Don't fucking drive. And this person's driven three times. Got caught drink, got doing caught it three, three times, times, so right. probably did three times. But that was the only time they ever did it. <laughs> and and my and you know, Doctor Drew was surprised, and I'm like, oh, like you know, this, at a certain point, somebody should go to jail for something. And that idea, I think it's going to get lost. I don't think anybody's going to go to jail for anything anymore. I don't. No, I don't. This is that's funny. That's funny. This this segues really well into what what happened with the. Uh, with, there was uh, dope found. I sent you a picture. Which, you found dope at your concert. Yeah, on the stage. And, well, give it back to the musician who dropped it. He's well, very this, desperate. This is where I caught grief. Okay, so first of all, it's in a it's in a baggie, which should be like speed or something in a baggie. It, sh- it shouldn't heroin shouldn't be in a little oh, baggie. Oh, it's fentanyl, it's powder, white no, it's, powder. It's, it's yellow, tar. yellowish. Oh, it's tar. tar. I I I I sent it to you in a text, and so there were sober people around. I oh, I thought that was just the band jamming. You sent me a picture of you guys jamming. No, I sent I sent you a picture of the the little baggie that has the tar in it, and then we uh, because it was other sober oh, people. That, they go, oh, that they was go, a lot of tar. They go, hey, what what should we do with it? And I said, let's flush it. Now, then I... No, you need to find the musician who dropped it. See, now you sound like the guy... He's the guy in the opening band. (laughs) No, 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 it wasn't. I think I know who it was, but this guy goes, this guy I work with goes, dude, you flushed it? Someone's going to be sick, man. That's oh no! Not I don't cool. care about being sick. It's a, it's a lost property. <laughs> <laughs> I go well. See, what if he left his guitar on stage? Would you give it back to him? I depends, guarantee it you. If I need it, I guarantee you, he needs that heroin more than he needs his guitar. <laughs> it, I we think I think it was a guy who used to be clean, who's now a homeless guy, who jumped up on the stage because oh. he was looking around for something, and then I started feeling bad because I flushed. No, the don't. guy's stuff because this guy's like, dude, where's your compassion, bro? Yeah, that, compassion. That's not true. That guy. But I felt bad all of a sudden. And he goes, "Man, you're." That was Halloween night. No, this was Saturday night. Oh, Saturday night. Saturday night. I just, I just sent it to you in a text. Yeah, no, I saw it, and then I thought it was. But you sent another one. It's a picture of the band playing too. No. Where was? It? Must have been someone else. No, no, I'm looking. Anyway, well. Oh no, you didn't send me that. Yeah, it went to. Who's that? It went to Bob and Mike. Oh, did it go on this phone? Maybe. Oh, wrong phone. This is Elvis's Pokemon Go phone. Um. Anyways, well. Anyway, so it was one of those things where then I felt bad, but you know what? Then, because on Sunday I get a call from a, another guy I know who says, "Dude, when when they were taking pictures of that, he goes, I want to just grab it from them." And get loaded. It scared me. So I walked away and I go, well, that's why I flush the shit. I don't even like to pick it up. If I see something on the ground, I'll just rub my foot into it and rub it into the pavement. No matter what it is, I just make it disappear. 
because I don't want the fish to get loaded, and I don't want it to end up in the water supply. Holy Jesus! But the uh, you know, but the idea of making it go away it was it was super important to make it go away, and then I caught grief from a guy I work with. Anytime you find, anytime it's found dope, you're gonna catch grief from somebody. You just always <laughs> do. You're either gonna get grief from somebody who's gonna accuse you of of lying about using, or you're gonna get grief from the cops. I I know the saddest story I ever heard. A guy was a counselor at Cry Help. He had, you know, he's a parolee dude multiple times. He got two strikes. He's playing racquetball with one of his sponsees. They're driving in his car. They just played racquetball. Healthy. Driving in in the counselor's car with the sponsee. They get pulled over because he's a, you know, vato and he's a, you know, parolee and he's got a record. He has no rights and all So they get out of the car, search the car. There's dope in the car, Hmm. right? He's like, I swear to God, there's no dope in my car. <laughs> then he looks at the motherfucking sponsee. <laughs> they're, they're up on the car. And he's like, motherfucker, what is up? And it turns out the sponsee had relapsed, had dope in his racquetball bag. They get pulled over. He unzips it, takes it, and pushes it down in the seat. Oh. Yeah, the dude ended up because there's justice. Sometimes that guy didn't go to prison, and you know, for a third strike. But imagine that just this found out. Like, mm-hmm. how come now? Here's the interesting thing: never when he was loaded, never when he was out there, did somebody push an ounce of heroin <laughs> down. <laughs> in his no, seat. no, no one. Le- no, Whenever he needed it, I've that never, never happened. No, I, if, if I was loaded, I wouldn't have seen that. I found there's so much stuff that shows up in downtown Huntington Beach on the streets and in the parking structure early in the mornings because of the night before, you know, so it's like I've I've stepped on baggies, bindles, and I always just grind it into the ground with my foot. If there's any paper or plastic left over, I throw that away, but I I don't even want to touch it. I don't feel triggered when I see it. It doesn't make me want to get loaded, but I just don't want anybody. I don't want some kid to pick it up. Right. And, 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 or, you know, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. And people say it doesn't happen. It does happen. Um, but get back to these kids. I don't think they're addicts. I just think everybody's smoking weed now. I think everybody very well may not be. And there are no social norms or rules about it. Not yet. Not to where to do it. Not when not to do it. Not how much is a good amount. I mean, because there's so much. There's been so much negativity towards pot, so now the pot people just don't know whether it's right to smoke pot around kids or not. I mean, people were smoking pot at the Dodger games. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Elvis was noticing the smell. Like, well, he said, what's that smell? It smells like a skunk. And I was like, that's (laughs) not a skunk, Elvis. You know, because he started looking at the outfield like a skunk was running on the Did you tell him what it was? No, I didn't. I just didn't think it was the right time. But... So I think there's a bunch of normal kids, because that's a normal reaction. A drug addict reaction is, fuck you, old man. It's none of your business. That's a tough guy version. Right. Pussy, Claremont, asshole, like, what's your problem, <laughs> dude? What's your problem, old man? You know what I mean? But the typical reaction is not, it, that's a good idea, Pops. <laughs> Like, no, the, like fact, that, the fact that they weren't, just, they weren't I didn't know what I didn't know what to say. I was just like, I was ready for a fight or whatever, or, you know, some smart alecky back and forth. And they just admitted that, yeah, maybe it's better they go smoke pot like 300 feet away from the children. 
It's yeah. so crazy. What, well, that? you know, a lot of these people aren't going to be addicts, and they're not going to have problems. And if they stay away from the fentanyl and the opioids, they're probably not going to develop addictions. They're going to go through their teen years. They're going to do what most people do. Not everybody I smoked pot with in seventh grade ended up a junkie. Not no. everybody I smoked pot with in seventh grade threw their life away. Yeah, from- but but here's the thing. Most people that smoke pot in eighth grade when you were in eighth grade ended up drug addicts because... 79% of the population never would touch marijuana. Now I'm At saying that time, yeah. now I'm saying everyone is except for the sober people. And yeah. some of the sober people are, right? Moms, so, grandmas. It's so weird now, to see the people in that go into those clinics. Do you notice anything new about me, Chad? Um, your teeth? I have all new teeth. And it's only going to get better from here. I had oral surgery, bone grafts, extractions, and implants put in this is a temporary six-piece bridge i will next time you see me have two perfect bridges that each have three perfect teeth on it my whole front six teeth are brand new and permanent um with implants and bone grafts and stem cells and i just did all this with this great dentist jeff um, I wanted to say the name of the clinic. He's a miracle worker, and I'm going to talk more about him because it's going to go on for a year. Um, by fall of next year, I will have a full head of teeth. Every tooth in my head <laughs> will be cool. replaced, right? How cool. not, but, you know, there's some really good ones. Like my. Did you ask him for the new uh, painkiller that's. Uh, no, 10 wait, times that's more the powerful? point. That's the point of this. Oh, I'm sorry. I took nothing. I took local anesthetic. I had four and a half hours of bone graft surgery uh, last Wednesday, seven days, six days ago. No pain meds, Advil and Tylenol. I had local anesthesia, anesthesia, like, you know, numbing. Right. I was conscious the whole time. He was extracting my teeth grinding the bone up, took blood out of my arm. See that mark right there? Took tons of blood out of my arm, spun it, got the white blood cells out of it, the stem cells, took my own bone and DNA, mixed it with the blood, spun it again, and packed it up into my skull. Wow. It's a miracle. Science is a miracle. It's a miracle. Yeah, medical science is a miracle. I had lost... Two-thirds of my bone in my jaw in the front right-hand part. Now I will have all my own bone. It's crazy what they can do. But here's the thing. He said, I have gas if you can't handle it. I said, you know, I can handle it. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know, gas. (laughs) Okay, I'll let you know. (laughs) Didn't need it. He walked me through it. He was so great. There's, It's not that bad a pain. All the hundreds of thousands of drug addicts who have gone out over dental shit are pussies and liars. <laughs> they would have gone out anyways. They were probably already out to begin with. They used the dentist as an excuse. I took nothing. I only took the Advil. It's like 800 milligram uh, anti-inflammatory uh, uh, ibuprofen. Right. You have to get it out of pharmacy. Right. I took it for like two days. I, was, I stopped taking it Friday night. I had the surgery all day Wednesday, right? People are fucking pussies. They are. Yeah, there's... there's. They're, this is the most painful thing. Chrissy was losing her mind. 
she like came by two different times because it was supposed to take only three hours, but the bone had br brittled and broken away, and he had to do so much on my right You're hand side. You're gonna have a side. cool looking skull, right? It's gonna look cool. It's There'll be a lot cool. younger It'll part be a down bunch below, right? <laughs> down there. So, so get this. So she came, and then she left, and then she came back, and it was four and a half hours. I was in that chair nonstop, totally uh, awake. You uh, just had my mouth open for that long. And here's the thing. Oh, I had the big thing that goes up, big a plastic rocks, thing yeah. that opens oh. your mouth up, and um, and here's the thing. First, when he extracted my two teeth that had the caps on them, I could hear them crack in my skull, totally awake, like, oh, there goes one. The second one, it was a different sound. Like the left, this one on, the, on my left-hand side to your right, that one just went, oh, out of there, baby, perfect. Nice. And he even said, like, good, nice one or there something, you know, something real positive. The other one went. I just tuned out, man. I can't take this. <laughs> the other one cracked and cracked, and I heard I'm not bristling up, up in my ear. Not listening. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and he was like, oh, and you could feel him doubling down like hard. And so he goes, he goes, he goes, run into a little trouble, and uh, but it's going to be all right. And I said, okay, I trust you. And so then afterwards, you know, and he's telling me like, you basically had no bone left on the right-hand side. I had to rebuild it all. So, so get this. Um, he goes, most dentists would have just stopped to have a financial consult. <laughs> oh, no. Probably true. <laughs> it's totally true. Yeah. They wouldn't even finish that day. You know, because when he broke the tooth, the bone all cracked and right. broke in my skull. So he's just a miracle. Guess how I met this guy? Guess how this all happened? At Millie's. The happenstance of life. I was at... Mi uh, close i was at <laughs> i was at i was in 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 toontown at disneyland in line at the Minnie mouse house going to meet Minnie. right right this guy walks up to me and goes is your name bob and i go yeah yeah yeah." and he goes oh my god and he and he shook my hand and he said you know your music just means so much to me and i just really really i've always That's followed awesome. you i've always followed you and hmm. and um did you, did you have the hat on? Were you wearing I, the hat? I always have the hat. Yeah. Oh, okay. In case of something so like this. Especially. <laughs> you never know when the hat will pay dividends. <laughs> so, so he goes, I'm a dentist, and I don't mean to say, he's such a nice guy. He goes, I don't mean to say, but if you ever need any help, like I... That's I'm not saying I, your teeth suck, yeah. <laughs> but Bob, he's your face has disappeared. Wait, <laughs> let me get this straight, Bob. You meet some random dentist guy <laughs> at, at fucking Disneyland. Disneyland, and then you go to him? Yes, so then, well, it, it got, that was like six months ago and you know and i was like i don't want to impose on him he was so nice and then i didn't know whether i trusted it or not and he said but i do implants and not implants the way that people have probably told you that you need them i don't know what that meant right uh, it's so he doesn't looking in your mouth you can see it from a mile away, apparently, if you're a dentist. You know what you're looking like, for, apparently. Well, you know, he probably said, I'd hey, like to give you some way. teeth you can chew your favorite cereal with. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I have that uh, song, Mike. What are you talking about? Right, well, I'm sorry. Right, right. You, you know, I'm, oh, yeah, he uh -huh, does. I know he does, he does love the bicycle teeth. So, so get this. So then, so then I, I, I hate to say it. I, don't, I bit into a taco and... The, my my one crown just started to rattle off. I could feel it, right? So I went to my dentist in Beverly Hills. He said, uh, there's no more I can do for you. you can't, this isn't fix-it stuff anymore, Bob. You really have to start thinking about dentures. 
Right? Oh, that's my not God. that's not what you want to hear. No. Right? So out of desperation, I was like, that dude from Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And, and screw God, that guy anyhow. <laughs> because that means you're gonna have your your jaw's just gonna start no. sucking up. No, the, to get dentures. You know, he did it for cost. He's it's the greatest guy. I just had to pay for the metal metal implants and pay for the bridges to be made. Right, four thousand bucks. He's doing everything for free. He does the stem cells for free. He did all the surgery for free. He's the greatest guy ever. Is it stem cells or white blood cells? It's well, your white blood cells are stem. They they extract them like he they go through this spinning machine, and then he showed Centrifuge. me the vial. He showed me the vial, and it's just all white gooky stuff on the top. It's kind of gooky. It's not blood anymore. Are you sure? And that you was... scrape it out of there. <laughs> it might be hep, hep C too. I made it. Yeah, listen, <laughs> sounds a little bit like spermatozoa. <laughs> so 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 and you know he's he's i said i I can't believe you're doing this for me and he goes we're gonna get this done and so i said i want you to tell me honestly because i had to go there two times for him to figure out what he could do and uh he goes i go he goes i don't want to tell i go how much would this really cost and he goes i don't want to tell you because it'll bum you out and i go i have to know and he goes minimum 20 grand minimum hmm. that was before my whole jaw shattered when he pulled the tooth out that's another 10 it would have been thirty thousand dollars worth of just to have six front teeth in america right but the hmm. point i'm trying to make is so even he is a he's very aware of you know sobriety and stuff like that he goes Are you sure you don't want nothing i was like nothing not the only way i'll do this is nothing and, and I don't want liquid Valium. I don't want any of that. Because a friend of mine had an experience where he went to the dentist and they couldn't put him out with the gas. So then they, they didn't even ask him. He told the dentist that he was an addict. The dentist kind of knew. The nurse just goes and gets a syringe of liquid Valium and shoots him up yeah, with it. Yeah, the ketamine Valium mix Yeah, yeah. And he said, he said as he was nodding off, he was four and a half years sober, he said, I wonder if they still sell dope at MacArthur Park. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna find out when I wake I up. Yeah, he is. Right? Now, you know, it's, you hear all these stories and, and a huge majority of pain people that got into pain pills were through dentists, right? I just went through what no man or woman can usually go through, you know, and I was scared and he was just, Jeff was so reassuring, like, it's going to be okay. If you need me to stop and you, we need to not do it today, we'll stop and we'll do more another day and... And he was just so cool. He reassured me. But I took nothing. There is no reason for all this. Unless you're dying of cancer, you don't need these drugs, people. You fucking don't. And I'm now testifying because, you know, I get attacked by the pain people. You don't have fibromyalgia. You don't know what I fucking have. You don't fucking know. You don't know. Oh, yeah, because that episode, you were bagging on that. But but you know what I'm saying, right? No, I So people I say their pain is so great. Like, that everyone that listened to this description of what I went through last Wednesday understands that level of pain. When you hear... Oh, not listening. When you hear a fucking thing burrowing a fucking drill hole in your skull right. to smash up a piece of metal up in there. Okay. Right? That's pain. So. That, that, that you're going to be in pain for a couple of days. 
Yeah. Right? Just from having your mouth open that long, it's going to hurt. But knowing something's going to hurt for a while shouldn't stop you from doing it, and it doesn't mean it should be pain-free. That's the other misunderstanding. But the pain was gone by Friday night. Like, literally, I'm not lying. Wednesday night was a hard night. There's no fucking doubt about it. I slept sideways. He said, he's such a nice guy. He goes, Bob, you might not want to sleep on a white pillow. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> He's the greatest guy. He's like one of the greatest guys I've ever met. Like, well, how thoughtful is that? Like, you know, I don't want Christy to be upset, but I wouldn't sleep on a white pillow tonight. And just it was all blood just coming out. Hmm. So why are they developing uh, and approving new... Uh, dying of cancer. Every morphine new, drug, uh, every morphine... D- because because people are dying of cancer, Mike. It, They're dying of cancer. That's what they say, but the, it, it, there's a ton of money in it. I got a simple solution when you're dying of cancer. Oh, by the Go way, it's called, it's called Desuvia. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. And and kids, a couple of kids emailed me once on the release of that drug and said they can't wait to get their hands on it. A couple of kids that used to be clients, they like fucking with me. I was like, I hope you don't die. Um, <laughs> but there's an, as I know that America doesn't like hardly 99% of the things that I like, but there's a simple solution to terminal cancer. You go down to Walmart, you can buy a gun for like 159 bucks. Oh, it's no, completely legal. It's totally legal. The only illegal act that you do you will never be punished for doing. Right. <laughs> right? Why Why do you want to linger on in agonizing pain or morphine out that you don't exist yeah. until your heart keeps beating? I don't understand The people. conviction rate for suicide understand. is not very... <laughs> yeah. What is the conviction rate for suicide? <laughs> Let's Google that. I don't know, but it's Google. Google? What? But, so okay, so so this dystopia is guess ten you, times if, if stronger. Blur, no, it's not ten times. It's a thousand times stronger than morphine. Than morphine, but a it's ten. Okay, times. wait, it's ten times stronger than fentanyl, and fentanyl is five hundred times stronger than heroin. How so does that how much? That would be well, 5, Mike, Mike, you're the big math expert that loves your kids That'd getting math. Five thousand fucking times stronger than no, heroin. No, it's fifty thousand times. Five hundred times a thousand times. 5, Ten 000. times stronger than fentanyl, which is five hundred times stronger. So ten five hundreds. Uh, yeah, 10, so it would be ten. Yeah, five thousand. It's right, five thousand times stronger than heroin. That's wow. crazy. That's for bitches. <laughs> I, I want whatever's next. Whatever's my, next. My tooth how, hurts. I need some of that. How fucking far do you have to go? It's crazy. It's extreme, it's Mike. All, Everything's extreme. It, and it, here's the thing. It's all because nobody wants to talk about the people dying of cancer. Listen, my mom died of cancer. My grandma died of cancer. It's a horrible thing to die from. I will not die like that. And every American needs to say, I'm not going to die like that. Fuck you. Fuck you. I was sad that Kevorkian wasn't allowed to be able to assist people who really wanted a gentle way out. Yeah, who wants to suffer like that? My friend's, my friend's mom just suffered, and it was just horrible. Like, what in the, why are we so into keeping dying people alive? That don't want to. They don't want to be alive. Well, it's just such big... shame if you want out of the pain and agony and misery. So I, each individual has to decide. Yeah, when Kevorkian was doing his thing in the 80s, I was like, yeah, I'll sign up for that. Then people I've admired for years, Hunter did it. Hunter S. Thompson just said, I can't take it anymore. I'm in such pain. Fuck it. Boom. See, but right? that makes a mess. A gun makes a mess that someone else has to clean up. That's why I like the whole idea of the Kevorkian thing. Unless you 
wrap your head in plastic or I something. Think I, 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 don't think, I, I don't think we can handle doctors killing us. I think we have to do it ourselves. I don't know, but, you know, I, I just think that... Well, with this stuff, this new stuff, it wouldn't take a lot, and anybody but here, could here, The people God, that criticize me... This is me, not a good don't die. The, peop, the yeah, people this that, is not a good... Exactly. The, the people, We've had episodes about suicide what's, what's better than telling people they don't have to be scared of any teeth problems they have, they can deal with it, and they don't have to take opiates? That's the hope. That's great. Right? That part's and good. So, so, and what I'm saying is that, that, that this... This just insanity of opiates in this country, to which the Trump administration winks and says, "Oh, we want to save these people," and then the FDA approves a drug five thousand times more strong than heroin, and kids immediately email me that morning when they hear about it, saying they can't wait till they get their hands mm. on it. This is this is just nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck about anybody. Well, yeah, I don't know how. If that if that was available, I don't know why we should know about it. Why why do they do press release about it? Now, did you answer those emails back? Yeah, we say, dude, you're you know fucked yeah. up. Yeah, uh, yeah very funny. funny. No, it's funny. on it's on instant message. Is where I get a lot of you know that's a, and one of them was the same kid that told me, that sent me a how to video of how he cuts fentanyl with the heroin. Uh, He's hmm. a cool kid. Um, <laughs> No, he's, uh, he's, he actually is a character. When he gets sober, he's going to be something else. He's going to be a drug counselor. <laughs> That's what I always tell him. That yeah. fucking pisses him off more than anything. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, dude, you're going to be a great counselor. You're, you're going to probably be a big book thumper. <laughs> <laughs> Start your own meeting. Yeah. Have them in your house. Oh, you're going to be one of those guys. You're going to be one of those guys because he's so anti-AA and sobriety and whatever. But I... I I really actually like him more than some of the sober clients I have. <laughs> Sobriety doesn't make you likable or smart or cool. <laughs> if you were an ass getting loaded, you're an ass now. Probably. But I mean, he's just a cl- he's a clever kid and he's a funny kid and whatever. But but so so you, I, I you have to deal with the d- people dying of cancer because that's why they get to keep creating these these crazy strong opiates because people die of cancer. You don't want people to die of cancer to be in pain, do you? No, I don't. I think they should choose to die. <laughs> like, why is that? Why is that so crazy? Send your cards and letters. <laughs> <laughs> why is it so crazy? My, I'll give you an example. My auntie Abby is probably the the single biggest influence on me as to why I'm a compassionate person and why I work why i i like my work and why i like helping people and i liked helping people even before i was well and just like she was an angel and she was a nurse and she worked for 40 years at our hospital and and in culver city and she outlived everybody she lived to be 96 years old right my mom died at her sister died my mom died at 63 my uncle bob died who i'm named after at like 64 um and and a couple of aunts lived longer into their late 70s early 80s and she just kept going right to the point of of and i would go and visit her she, she was in this nursing home in victorville and i would go and visit her and she one time told me she was blind now she could barely hear she loved the lakers and she loved chick hearn and she would listen with an am radio in her ear full blast you could hear it outside her house 
but she was so deaf and there was nothing she they could do about it. She could and and she'd have the TV on, but she really couldn't see, but she liked the sense of, you know, she could the sense of the basketball game on the TV. And so I'm sitting there with her. I brought her some food and we're sitting there eating. And she goes, Bobby, you know, I ask the Lord every night to take me. And he will someday. Right? She was asking the Lord that she so believed in for her entire 96 years of life to take her. There was no reason to continue anymore. All everyone she knew was dead. Everything she cared about, she couldn't enjoy. Yeah, that's sad, man. And that, but that's America. We're just supposed to live until our hearts well, stop. That's, age, that's getting old. You know, it's like old people go through that when you get to the end of your life. No, but well, you asked why they invented a thousand times stronger than 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 morphine drug and just approved it by the FDA in the middle of the biggest opioid crisis yeah, in the when, history of when mankind. You don't need it's it. because people die of cancer. That's why. If you read all the press releases, this is going to solve the problem of dying of cancer. Nothing but dying solves the problem of dying of cancer. I mean, if that's the only reason, it seems ridiculous because you could just take more of the other shit. No, you can't because it causes constipation and it causes all the all different side effects. What's that matter? You're dying. Why, 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 Why drink a beer when you can have Everclear? No. What is? Look it up, Mike. Just and we'll we'll end it with that. Look it up. The reason why it got approved. What what's it called? Stuvia, S T U V. Disuvia. Disuvia. D I S D S U V I A. Disuvia. That's not even a word. I know it's a weird one. There it is. Maybe the D side. Oh yeah, just just got approved. Okay, Disuvia approval history. Yes, first approved November 2nd, 2018, Dystuvia um, is a synthetic opiate analgesic formulation for the management of acute pain that is severe enough to require an opiate analgesic and for which alternative treatments are inadequate. So Oxycontin mm. and fentanyl are inadequate. Now, is Oxycontin the, a, a synthetic also? It is. Yes, right? yeah. It is. So, so these synthetics are not like um, natural opiates, which are actually water-soluble, and so it does go into your bone marrow and stays longer and is harder to kick. Sublingual, sublingual tablets. Yes. So it comes in sublingual, Correct, sublingual tablets. That's the why kid, it's harder to kick the suboxone and stuff. The because kids are gonna love it because it gets inside because it stays in your body. It's synthetic. It's not water soluble. Because well, it's so much harder to kick for that very reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot much longer. Like right. wow, like methadone. Wow, it was actually approved on October twelfth. The FDA advisory committee recommended approval for Desuvia for the treatment of moderate to severe acute pain. Moderate, <laughs> moderate to secure acute pain. Moderate pain. You know what? My do knee kind of hurts. Do you? Do you <laughs> I think I need some hemorrhoid. heroin. Time a thousand. I, I don't know please. if you've ever had a hemorrhoid. I never have, but a couple of my friends have. They're and they cool. say it's the it's the most painful thing. So basically, this drug was created for hemorrhoids. No way. Yeah, you could get hemorrhoids. Moderate pain is a hemorrhoid. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Well. Okay. Get a hemorrhoid, Mike. And get down there. God, get yeah. in line, Mike. Do you know how many drug addicts are going to be lining up saying they have moderate pain? <laughs> well, God. Uh. If this is going to be something that you can get from a pain clinic, and mm. there's all these. Uh, Cracking down on OxyContin, people—they've just doubled down. They just doubled down, and, and so it's got sad. a six-year patent. 
It's so sad. It's just sad. It's sad that we, you know, that we have to do this crap. Dusuvia. Well, you know, with with the numbers, you know, did you you saw the things where the numbers were going yeah, down? Yeah, they're going down. But when something like this happens, it, it tells me that it might revitalize everything. It, well, yeah. Do you think? Well, that's thank part God, of the- because the deaths, the death rate was actually dropping over a six month period, although it was only it, it was still over seventy one thousand. It was a two point something percent drop for the first time in God knows how many years. This will hopefully get those well, numbers no, back I have, up. I have complete faith in Kellyanne Conway and Jeff Sessions, who are the leaders of the opioid uh, task force. Well, they're not the doing Trump a very good I job. I think they need some. <laughs> those fuckers. I bet you, that, I bet you Kellyanne's had some Suvia. <laughs> I bet she heard about Suvia and said, hey, can I get some just to test out to see if this would be a drug Is there a suppository suppository of Suvia? Might as well get to doesn't Phil Collins have a song called Sufia? Yes, How did they name that? Gym? You know what? There's the commercial, and I bet you Phil wouldn't mind selling his song. That would be so great. Yes, yes, he could make money. Desuvia, yes, Suvia. Let's see what company. What company created this great drug? It doesn't. They're try, kind of hiding themselves. Where? Why wouldn't they be so proud? Oh, it's they're gotta not, be Purdue. No, I, it's <laughs> no. Not. I think they changed their name by now. I, I they, changed their name. They're the wow. same company with a different name. It doesn't say the creator. Generic form is Suventil. Uh, company Axel RX Pharmaceuticals Incorporated. A C E L capital R X Axel. Axel Rose. It's Axel Rose. Have they gone? For, <laughs> hey, wait. Have they gone public? Yeah, because like, they want to buy stock in that. Uh, I, I bet you there's no stock you can't, available. You can't click on Axel RX. Wow. Axel RX. Let's see what Axel RX is. Axel RX. I, uh, you know what? Stock that, price. Axel RX. It's a public company, people. Uh, Jesus. Oh, it's down fifty. It's down fifty three cents on on the day uh, on three days after the. Uh, oh, it went way up on the it approval. Went way up, so it's yeah. Just so now it's out. leveling off. Well, that wow. that was the inside trading. The inside trading that everybody knew when it was going to be approved. They knew when to buy and they knew when to sell. Why are these scumbags? Why is this allowed? Uh, I don't know. My God. So so yeah, you're exactly right, Mike. It went up. This is November fifth. It just went down today, fifty three cents, eleven percent of of the thing. But it, but on the day of release, it went to six dollars. It was, dude. They made so much money. It started God. at three and went to six. It doubled, doubled their money. They doubled. doubled their money, and now it's coming back down. And all the suckers are going to be left with it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It's a public company, Axel RX Pharmaceuticals. Doing what Purdue could never do. <laughs> Good for you. So, so, so I guess we'll uh, be having. A, we'll end with that. I guess cheerful. The Don't Die movement is in jeopardy now. I thought we were going to have to roll up the. The, I the, we were doing good. I thought we were going to be. I was hoping a, we were being put out yeah, of business. Yeah, put out of business. Thank you, Excel RX, keeping the dream alive. Keep that dream alive. And it, once again, we'll see you next time. But don't die. If you use this stuff, be very careful. Yeah, you know, my, my butter, too. <laughs> 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 
this is Bob, and you can get a hold of Aloe Treatment Centers at 888-595-0235. That's Aloe Treatment Centers in Malibu and Silver Lake, 888-595-0235. Tell them Bob told you to call.